That's the Mile High Hoops podcast with me, Zach By, powered by my friends at Superbook Sports. Stand up, Nuggets Nation. Denver Sports presents the Mile High Hoops podcast with Zach By. Denver Sports is your home for the most Nuggets content. Now here's your host, Zach By. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By, And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast. Reacting to Game 2. A topsy-turvy Game 2 at Ball Arena on Wednesday night. A 122-113 victory for the Nuggets. There is plenty of storylines um, and paths that we're going to go down here over the next approximately about 20 minutes. But before we get into that, making his first ever appearance. He's here. On the Mile High Hoofs podcast. It's true. After a half a decade, a podcast started with me and Earl Boykins. We found someone uh, of equal size and equal stature. <laughs> it's my co-host, Brandon Stokely. Yes. What's up, dude? Man, I'm just so excited. I can't tell you how excited I am to be um Making my first appearance here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. This is like a dream come true. I can check that box now. Yes. And uh, bucket list thing bucket done. Bucket list. Rest uh, easy. Crossed off the list, man. I can't wait. It's like playing Augusta. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, just, I just got to do it once. Podcast with Zach. I got to do it once. And here I am. And it was a. it's a perfect time to do it. It is a perfect time to do it. I, let me just, t- like, what did you think? The biggest storyline coming out of that game was Jamal Murray. I mean, Jamal Murray goes for 40 points. I didn't quite realize until I learned on the broadcast, Murray never even had a 30-point playoff game at home. He did so much damage in the bubble, but what he did in Ball Arena, we quite literally had never seen him do that in in that setting. It was just uh, unbelievable, and you needed it. That was the thing. You really needed it. They had the big lead early, early obviously, um, and got the, the gap got closed a little bit there right before, right at halftime. Um, yep. And then the third, obviously, was a, a, a total disaster, disaster right, yeah. on, on the defensive side, offensive side. I mean, everything was a disaster. But you needed Jamal to, you know, be Jamal like he was yep. last night. Yep. And, and so it wasn't like um, meaningless points and a 20-point win. You needed all of those things. There yeah. were some big-time shots and – I really like the fact, Zach, that it was a ball game. I really like the fact that, you know what, it's uh, the Nuggets had to make some plays when it mattered the most uh, with the pressure on. Yep. You know, anybody can, you know, in the fourth quarter finish games out when you're up 30 like the, like the first game. Right. But when you have to make them in the postseason, the pressure's on. The Timberwolves came back and took the lead. And, yeah, yeah, going into the fourth, yeah. the T-Wolves had a, the Nuggets were up 21 in the second and then somehow going. See, the, and there's two different ways of looking at it, like, you know, do, do you look at it like the way you look at it? Like, hey, you know, I'm glad that, that, that this became a struggle. The other, the other side of the coin is, oh, my goodness, they scored 50% of their game one total in 12 minutes. Scored 80 points in game one. They scored 40 in the third. It felt like the game was in jeopardy. Well, I'll ask you, did, did, did it felt like the Nuggets were ever actually in jeopardy to lose? Absolutely. Okay. Um, you know, the, the Timberwolves were hot. Um, and the Nuggets were reeling a little bit there. So, yeah, I, 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 it was a ball game. And, you know, you saw what Anthony Edwards was doing. Oh, my gosh. It was, uh, he He's was, special, man. He's he, such a talent. Yeah, he was going uh, bonkers. And so, um, I like, you, you don't want to see a third uh, quarter like that. No, ever, right, uh, from, from the Nuggets. But I think on the flip side of things, this gives Michael Malone something to talk oh, about, yeah. something to coach up, something oh, yeah. to get mad about a little bit. Um, to keep these guys' attention moving forward. So I really do. I, I, I like the fact that they were pushed and that they had to make plays uh, when it mattered in the fourth quarter because, 
look, this is the playoffs. Yeah. yeah you, you might you might you might sweep the Timberwolves, but moving forward, you're going to be playing some good teams no question. and they're going to be close games. Someone's going to have to make plays when it matters the most and you can look back and say, "Hey, yeah, we we, we just did that. Yeah. We did that against the Timberwolves. Yeah. We, we we know we're good here." So it gives you the confidence to be able to do it moving forward. Um I, I want to share a couple things with you that I think is almost like like mind-blowing, okay? I, I got I got two two things to share. Jamal Murray now has four, five 40-point playoff games. Five 40-point playoff games. You want to know how many playoff games he's ever played in? 34. So he's got five 40-point playoff games in 34 games. He's got four 40-point 40 40 games in 410 regular season games. So he's got more 40-point wow. games in 35 playoff games than he does four, over 400 regular season games. And, and I just think that's fascinating because you, we have seen, and I've questioned whether Jamal Murray can be the second-best player on a championship team, and I still have those questions. But this guy has a tendency to play his best basketball in the playoffs. And it's, again, do I have the you know, answer to the question that I ask about you know, second-best player? No, but I feel better about it as the sample size increases and he continues to shine like this on the biggest stage. Yeah, I mean, how could you not with, with that performance that we saw uh, last night? My, my question would be, like, why don't we see it more in the regular yeah, season? Then? Yeah, no. You, know, we, you want it in, in the postseason, obviously. Right, right. That's when it matters the most, but why don't we just see that a little bit more consistently that word, in the regular season? That word with him, that that has been, like, attached to him, and it will be attached to him until it's not the consistency thing. That's, that's why he hasn't been an all-star. When Jamal's peak Jamal he's as good as almost any guard in the league how about this here's here's another one for you this is this again to me is is mind-blowing Jamal Murray now has more 40-point playoff games than Devin Booker Donovan Mitchell Dame Lillard Carmelo Anthony Carl Malone what who was just the all-time leading scorer in the sport uh, history of the sport Jamal Murray has more 40-point playoff games than all those guys including Kyrie Irving Paul Pierce, wow. Reggie Miller, Tim Duncan, Magic Johnson. I mean, this is wild that he is has surpassed those guys in this specific sort of niche, you know, stat here. But um, holy crap, that's insane! No, it really is. I mean, you you just named off like some of the greatest to ever play the the game. Yeah, and uh, to to think. And to me, I still think of Jamal as a really young basketball player. Yes. I don't know how old he is, but. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking he's 26 you know, years old. Yeah, that we're going to be seeing him, you know, in the postseason every single year, yeah. having these opportunities. And uh, obviously, this is like we like we said, this is when it matters the most. Uh, but when he gets hot like this, like when he's feeling, and obviously yep. not just during this game, but you know, you're talking about J- bubble Jamal, right? When he was just going nuts in the bubble, but. That's kind of what I'm expecting here, yeah. you know, because he is feeling it. He's confident. I did get nervous when he went down and kind of Me held too. his knee. Me Michael too. Malone didn't even take him out. At the I, end I, of the, it was the end of the third. Yes. It didn't even take like, like take him out for like, a minute. I don't let's care if he's see. waving over and saying he's right. good. You take that guy out. Let's just let's just make sure here. Yeah. But he played through it. He did. And, but when he gets hot like this, it's not just for a game. It's like for the playoffs. Yeah. So this is kind of what I'm going to be expecting to see. Uh, more uh, uh, throughout the playoffs. But a nice win, gritty win. Yeah. It wasn't going to be easy. It's not always going to be easy. You're not going to blow teams out by 30, but I love their start. And and I, I did. I, I really liked um, this game compared to last. Um, 
the the guys when Jokic wasn't on the floor mm. for me. Yes, you know uh, Jeff Green yes. and uh, Bruce, Bruce Brown. Brown. Yes, yep. it just. Uh, making making plays there, they just looked like a better group uh, when Jokic wasn't on on the floor there early uh, there in the in the first. Yeah, half. I was gonna say that first half, the first bench stint was just awesome. I mean, just it, it was it was it was a game that the first half Stoke was like it, it, it was like the dream team versus Angola. I thought they were gonna just win by fifty, and then you're going in the fourth and you're down. And then somehow you end up coming back and covering an eight and a half point spread. Just, How? Just wild. And they won by nine. And just wild. Tell me about what, what action uh, did you have on the game uh, on Wednesday night? Um, you might be better asking me what action I didn't have on the game. <laughs> oh, you just sprayed the board? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I told you yesterday, I, I did it uh, the game before. I had Jamal over three pointers, uh, two and a half. Yep. I had Michael Porter Jr. over three pointers, two and a half. At Carl Anthony Towns over three pointers, uh, one and a half, um, and I had a bunch of live bets going um, that I was doing. I, awesome. I jumped on a, a live bet, Anthony Edwards over twenty four and a half. I think it was at halftime. Um, I, I had Mike Conley over seven and a half assists. That didn't hit. He finished with seven. So, but I was just all over the place, all, all over, over the place, place, having fun. Love it. And it was, uh, you know, Michael Porter Jr. was so close to to, to oh get after not like I'm like I thought dude, it was a possibility. Was where was he in the third? I yeah. mean, like he picked up his fourth foul. I, and was I, I got it. Yeah, no, but like when you have over two and a half, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Let's be aggressive. You know what I'm saying? And then he then he made a couple. You he know, did, there in the did. fourth, yeah, it's like eight zero run by himself it, he, he was he was awesome um because he was non-existent before then he wasn't even shooting it. In, invisible he was he, invisible. he went back to being the invisible man just kind of and then there he was early fourth just took over the game uh, a little bit too little too late for my over two and a half but yeah so I was kind of all over the place there um on this game and it ended up being entertaining I was glad that it got to be a, a closer game yeah you know for me yeah me, when you have action it's not good if it's a 30 point game and, and also it, it also it, it I think it's a benefit for the Nuggets you know long term so. here in the playoffs that they had to go through some adversity yeah next thing you know it's like oh my gosh I thought we were gonna be have our feet up um free roll in this game and no we got a battle here yeah we we absolutely had a battle um what'd you have do you have anything good going I had the one I so you know I'm not a prop guy but I did the KCP uh play this past weekend and I'm like I gotta play another prop I gotta I gotta find another prop and I went back and looked at the previous games during the season Timberwolves Nuggets and in each of the games where Jokic played over 30 minutes, he went over his prop. And my thought was, he's going to have to play all four quarters. You and I both agreed um, on the air yesterday that this was going to be a four-quarter game. You're going to get the best swing from Minnesota. And th- that logic ended up playing out because Jokic was not going to hit his prop unless he played a lot in the fourth quarter. He had to score quite a bit in the fourth quarter and end up getting the 27 points. So that was my one... My one uh, prop, it was a Superbook Super Stroll. Uh, shout out Superbook, proud sponsor of the podcast. Uh, so that was it for me. And then, um, Love it. And then we'll look ahead to game three. Any other thought uh, Any other thought on, on game two? Uh, no, just a great job of taking care of business, getting that big lead early, up 2-0. Now let's go finish this thing off, You know, see what it looks like in Minnesota. Obviously, um, you know, it's a, it's a different ball game going on their turf. So yeah. um, I just can't wait to see the numbers on this podcast. It's, it's gonna definitely going to be the highest it's rated podcast that you've explode. ever had. Well, I'll tell you what. You're the first guest of the regular season. I stopped doing guests. I stopped messing with other people's schedules and when are you available. Blah, blah, blah. Just just go fly solo so it's good to have someone else to talk to. Um, Nuggets, a last question before we let you go. Nuggets sweep or gentlemen sweep? No, no, no. No sweep here. 
I don't, I don't okay. think I don't think we see that. Um, I, I I think gentlemen sweep. I think okay. it's a, and that's a four one, right? That's a four one. Yeah, I, I think that's what we see. I mean, Timberwolves are a good basketball team. You know, when they get things going and get it together, and they're going back home. Yep. So I, I guess we'll see. We'll see what kind of competitors they are and what kind of heart they have. If they show up or if they just lay down there and are ready for vacation, but I think they're going to show up. I think they're going to show up and get one. What do you do? You think I'm, I, I bet on gentlemen sweep. I'm going to stay there, much like you. I just think uh, the, their best punch is coming. But after last night, I am asking the question: like, if Anthony Edwards can go for 41, and Gobert can have a, a rare, really good offensive game where he gets to almost 20, Carl Anthony Towns struggled, but he's got a double double, and it's like, and you still lost. I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, that might be their best punch. I'm starting yeah. to think, like, man, do, are they just just not in the same galaxy as Denver? Yeah, but you also got to look at it. I mean, Jamal went nuts. You know what happens True. if he doesn't play that well? And then True. Michael. So I guess there's two sides to it that you that you can look at uh, also. But you're right. I mean, some of those guys really played uh, well there, especially second half for the for the Timberwolves. Yeah. All right, great stuff. Yeah, you're Stoke. welcome, man. Highest rated podcast in the history of the Mile High Podcast. It. We might even there we go. Check Bam. Too. We might even cut you. Cut me check. that royalty check, man. <laughs> I love it. Have a good one. All Thanks right. for having me. There he goes, Brandon Stokely, my everyday co host, uh, from 11 to 2 on Denver Sports Station 1043 of the Fan. And uh, in addition to this podcast, you can check out our podcast. It's on Spotify, iTunes, DenverSports.com, all that stuff. And we uh, we typically have have a ball uh, when we're. Um, when we're not uh, uh, at each other's throats. <laughs> um, how about that stat, though? And, and it's not just one stat. It's it's the, the Jamal Murray having more 40-point playoff games than all those players that we listed earlier. The, 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 the Bookers, the Donovan Mitchells, the Dames, the Mellows, uh, Oscar Robertson, Carl Malone, Alex English, Kyrie Irving, Paul Pierce, DeMar DeRozan, Reggie Miller, Tim Duncan, Magic Johnson. That is effing insane i mean it is just insane and look um i'm not going to overreact uh and and crown um uh, jamal murray but man you have got to feel great about uh, how this guy used and we talked about this we literally talked about him using uh the springboard of the fourth quarter in game one in a game that he really struggled in the first half Using that fourth quarter springboard because that was the biggest takeaway from the fourth. The, the game was academic. The Nuggets were blowing the the Timberwolves out, but Jamal stayed in the game and started to get in a flow. And boy, he parlayed that into an awesome game two performance. Um, I'm really happy for Jamal Murray. This has been a long couple years, and for him to come full circle back on the playoff stage. Uh, still dealing with the remnant of what happened to his knee. You saw him grab it. He's still wearing the sleeve on it. Um, but for him to go for 40 points, I mean, how crazy is that? And going back to the other stat um, that we talked about, like the ratio of how often he's scoring 40 points in playoff games. So he's got five in 34 games, okay? So I got to take 34 and divide it by five. That means Jamal Murray is averaging a 40-point playoff game uh, uh, approximately one every uh, seven playoff games. He's getting to 40. And then you do the 410 regular season games divided by four, and th- that means Jamal gives you a 40-point game in the regular season, approximately one out of every 103 games, and he gives you a 40-point playoff game, approximately one out of every seven. That is insane. It's absolutely insane. 
A couple other thoughts here before we get out of here, and shout-out Stove for dropping by. Um, Michael Porter Jr., he was invisible, and then the fourth quarter happened. Guys, you could make a very rational argument that Michael Porter Jr. bailed out the Nuggets single-handedly, bailed them out, threw them a life vest because they were uh, on the verge of drowning. I mean, the fact that they gave up 40 points in 12 minutes to Minnesota, who shot over 80%, I believe, in that in that period— um, that was historically bad defense. I mean, that was so disappointing um, that possession after possession after possession, straight line drives and et cetera, just gouging Denver. Um, and they got to learn from that. That was that was a lack of maturity, full stop. That was a lack of maturity, and it could have cost them a game. But MPJ um, coming back in that game, going on that 8-0 run, that first shot he took coming off the screen where he was uh, uh, in the air and just like sailing to his left, and then knocking the shot in, uh, and then and then the follow up uh, was the up and under, which it's incredible that a body that size can move that. Um, um, what's the word? I'm, it's so so nimbly. Is nimbly a word? Nimble? Uh, nimble definitely is. I don't know, but nimbly is. But it was freaking nimbly. Nimbly as hell. Um, it was awesome. The four point play. Um, just just an awesome night for for Michael Porter Jr. Um, uh, Aaron Gordon. Uh, Got to watch the foul trouble. Just in general, you know, Nuggets, um, actually both teams. It, w- it was a poorly officiated game. I mean, we saw a play where Jokic literally just got smacked in the face, in the face, by uh, Rudy Gobert, uh, and it wasn't called. It's just like, what what, what are we doing? Like, how, how, is, this, how is this happening? Um, so I love uh, Jamal Murray's start to the game. Uh, he's obviously the big story, okay? Uh, 14 points in the fo- uh, in the first quarter. That was an absolute tone setter. They needed it. Um, and then the thing I'll finish with, um, the thing I'll finish with uh, is I, I think uh, Nikola Jokic's wrist is an issue. He is now icing it during games. Um, there was this thought that it was like gamesmanship or something. I, I know it, it's not. It's a real thing. It's been a real thing since the start of the season. He re-injured it in EuroBasket. He's been dealing it for, with it for a long time. So if you think he's like pretending or, or trying to fool Minnesota, you just you, you, you haven't been paying attention. Um, as closely as as some of us have, anyway. Um, I think it's an issue. We got we have to watch it. I think he's a reluctant shooter. Um, he took his first non paint shot attempt of this series in the second quarter. Now he did hit a three that was encouraging, but he also missed fr- uh, three free throws. Um, and uh, I'm just going to keep my eye on that. I'm going to keep my eye on it. So a bit of a disjointed game, a tale of two halves for sure. But um, the Nuggets uh, prevail with a victory, one twenty two to one thirteen. And the Nuggets have a 2-0 to zero series lead uh, in NBA history. Teams in a best of seven that lead 2-0 go on to win the series 92% of the time. I would imagine that's even more exaggerated when you're talking about the 1-8 matchup. So, guys, we're going to leave it there for now uh, and come back on Monday. Uh, the Nuggets next play on Friday evening uh, on ESPN. That game is at 7.30. And then the next game after that will be Sunday evening uh, at 7.30, thankfully, and not 8.50. Um, and we will come in here on Monday and be reacting to both of those things. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Please uh, rate this five stars if you think that we deserve it. Maybe tell a friend, another Nuggets fan, a member of Nuggets Nation. That's the best way to organically grow this podcast. And I just appreciate you uh, being here with me. I hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. And no matter what happens on Friday and then on Sunday, We're going to be talking about it Monday morning right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the Mile High Hoops podcast powered by Superbook Sports. Until next time.